0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Today, we're really excited to have Kim Langford who's been writing about money for nearly 20 years as a contributing editor to Kiplinger's personal finance magazine and as a columnist for Kiplinger.com. She's also the author of The Insurance Maze, How You Can Save Money on Insurance, and we're looking forward to her sharing with us five tips that you may have never heard before on ways to save money on your overall insurance cost. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here, and I think today's subject matter is something that everybody's kind of wondering about. What goes into what they're paying for insurance? And I guess we all kind of look at insurance as a necessary evil. It's something that I don't think any of us like to pay the premiums, but boy, when it comes claim time, we're sure glad to have the insurance. One thing that I don't think a lot of people are really aware of is how their credit score can affect what they pay on insurance. Can you talk to us a little bit about what impact your credit score might have on your insurance?
1: Definitely, and this is one thing that really surprises people a lot. For all kinds of insurance, you know, the actuaries at the insurance companies are looking for any correlation between any factor that anyone has that may influence whether they're more likely or less likely to have a claim. And if they find something that tends to lead to more claims, regardless of what the reason is, then they tend to increase people's premiums a bit to help pay for that, you know, extra risk that they would have a claim. And one of these things that they discovered was that people who have low credit scores tend to have more auto insurance claims. There's been a lot of studies out there, both by insurance companies and insurance departments, that found that this correlation is, in fact, true. As a result, in states where it's permitted, and almost all states, except for California is one of the few states that does not permit this, But in almost all other states, insurance companies can increase your premiums because you have a low credit score. So it's really important, even if you're not about to apply for a loan, even if you're not about to get a mortgage or a car loan, to keep an eye on your credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com, get a free copy every 12 months from each of the three credit bureaus, and make sure there aren't any errors on your credit report. Also, pay your bills on time because your credit score, which is comprised of information from your credit report, can have a big impact on your auto insurance rates, and a lot of people have no idea.
0: We've all seen the studies where it says Americans aren't saving enough for retirement, and you think about these little things that people can do, like pay your bills on time. It's not just your auto and homeowner's insurance, which I think most people weren't aware of, but I wonder if there's ever been a study done which calculates what the average American pays that doesn't pay their bill in time in extra interest rates on their loan payments, their insurance costs, you start adding all that up, that might be enough money to help make up a shortfall in retirement.
1: I mean, that is a great point because, like you said, it's all these small factors. You know, everyone thinks about the mortgage rate they're going to get, and that is the big ticket item that where your credit score makes a huge difference, and you can see that, you know, right away over the life of the loan. But like you said, I mean, just in your interest rate that you're going to be paying on your credit cards, just paying interest period on your credit cards and late fees, things like that. Also, your auto insurance rates, sometimes your homeowner's insurance rates, and your ability to get a cell phone, and apartment. Your credit score has all of these, all of these implications that are way more than just the large loans.
2: Well, Kim, and I think when people are acquiring their coverages, sometimes they might even ask, well, gosh, why do you need to know that detail or that information? And again, it's allowing the insurance company to segregate those folks that provide a higher risk and provide a premium to them that's appropriate for their risk class. But those who are really good drivers and those who have really good credit maybe deserve a little bit of a break for clean living. So it's understandable that they want that information. And I bet many consumers don't realize when they're sitting down with their insurance agent, for example, their auto insurance agent, that they might have an inquiry on their credit record Do you know when this insurance company looks at their score, does that actually log an inquiry on their credit record? If let's say at the time they were applying for their car insurance, they also were trying to refi their mortgage, does that inquiry provide any negativity to their credit score?
1: You know, I know that when you look at your credit report yourself, a lot of times you see inquiries there that the potential lenders don't see. And what potential lenders are looking for are inquiries from other lenders. They want to see if you're about to take on a lot of new loans that could make it more difficult for you to pay the loans that you already have. So a lot of times on your credit report, you may see things like inquiries from insurance companies, things like that, and that's not necessarily what the potential lenders are going to see. So you don't really need to be worried about that because they see that this is from insurance companies and that this isn't going to influence your loan payments. It's just another thing, another factor that's being used when people are looking at your credit report.
2: You mentioned also that there are a few states, and of course you'd only predict California be one of them, that don't allow the insurance company to use this credit score approach. But at the end of the day, with so many insureds in that state, they must have already just adjusted. Instead of allowing people to get a preferred rate, they've just passed it across the board because what other choice do they have, right?
1: The thing with insurance is insurance is regulated by the states, and you will see some very big differences from state to state just based on some of the laws that they've passed. California is one, and it is known for a lot of insurance laws that are a bit different than other states. Some of them are consumer protections. Some of them are just things they had done their own studies and found that people with low credit scores are you know, having a hard enough time as it is paying their bills and for various reasons, they ended up making it so insurance companies couldn't use this to raise your rate. There's a few other states that have rules. Some of them prohibit the insurance companies from using the credit score at all, and some of them have real, real specific, like Maryland has real specific rules about when they can and can't use it, that they can use it when you're first applying for insurance but there's real limited ability to use it if your score changes once you've already had the insurance. So each state in all kinds of insurance, whether it's credit scores or any other rating factors, have very, very specific rules. And so you'll find difference in prices, you'll find difference in the marketplace from state to state because insurance is regulated by the states and each state can have different rules and requirements.
2: Super. Well, let's talk about another factor and of your five surprising factors that can raise your insurance premiums and let's discuss the impact of your home's claims history.
1: Well, this is another interesting one and it kind of makes sense, but you don't realize it until, you know, someone tells you this. That when you have claims on your homeowner's insurance That can influence your rate yourself. Because, for example, if you have a lot of water damage claims, your insurance company is going to see that you might have a common frequent problem. And a lot of times, things like that, water damage claims, can lead to much larger problems. So not only are they having to pay for cleanup, but eventually they could end up having to pay for very expensive problems like mold. So they're very concerned about frequent claims like that. But what people don't realize is that the insurance companies not only look at your own claims, but if you're buying a house, they look at the claims on that house even before you purchased it. So if somebody else had made a lot of claims on that house, on their homeowner's insurance, the insurance companies share this information with each other through a big database called the Comprehensive Loss Underwriting Exchange. It's called CLUE. And so the insurance company, when you buy a new house and they're deciding how to set your rate, they look at that database and they see the claims that you've made, but they also see the claims that have been made on the home. And if, for example, there have been a lot of claims claims made recently, they're going to be a little concerned because they're going to be worried that the home may have some problems that leads to more claims in the future or could cause some even more expensive damages. So you can actually get a copy of the clue report yourself. You can get it at personalreports.lexisnexis.com. There's a version that you can see that doesn't have quite as much you know, personal information on it, but just show your claims history. So if you're about to buy a house, you can take a look at that just to get an idea if there's something kind of behind the scenes that you haven't been expecting that could cause your homeowner's insurance rate to increase. Also, you know, it's just a good idea to take a look at that anyway because you want to know if there have been some common problems in the house, not just for your insurance rates, but also just to know if there's problems. You know, it's another heads up in addition to having your inspection.
0: So it's a big misconception when consumers think their insurance company doesn't have a clue when it comes to claims, right? (laughs) right. This is literally the
1: clue report.
0: (laughs) Well, and one other thing that I would just mention, because I hear this coming up all the time, when people buy trampolines or a dog that might be on a list, you think it's the nicest dog in the world, but it fits an insurance company's list as a more dangerous dog when you think about things like that, you know, most people don't think about how that might impact their homeowners. And while you might be able to add things like that while you're currently insured, if you try to shop around and you got some of these new risks that insurance companies don't even want to touch, wood-burning stoves, a swimming pool, there's a lot of things you want to look into before you do things like that to make sure you can still get competitively priced insurance. So I think people knowing about the clue system, as well as maybe call your agent before you make some changes and find out how that's going to impact you.
1: That is a great point. And like you said, there's some things that you might not even think about at first. Like there are certain kinds of dogs that have led to a lot of insurance claims. And insurance companies, you know, where they can, and this varies a lot by company, of varies a lot by state, but sometimes they can make it very difficult to get coverage or they raise the rates a lot if you have certain kinds of dogs that tend to cause a lot of dog bite claims. And like you said, trampolines as well, that's another type of thing that can cause accidents. So kind of just think some of these things through, and it might not hurt just to give your insurance agent or give your insurance company a call and say, you know, what would this do to my rates? Because in the end, you're going to have to let them know about all of this information. And if there is a claim there, you know, you can't keep that from them because if there is a claim, they're going to find out about that. And just have an idea, because a lot of people are kind of blindsided, don't think that some of these things can have an impact on their rates.
2: Kim, this is a great point, and I promise you probably 95% of the people listening to this didn't really think about, since we're kind of maybe seeing a healing real estate market and more people starting to move on purchasing a home, that in effect, just like when you buy a used car today, you can get something called a Carfax report. This clue is almost a history of... Some of the inner workings of the house and if there were prior claims, like you pointed out, water damage, I think this is a huge kind of due diligence that the consumer can arm themselves with today and, of course, be prepared when they acquire the house to understand why their insurance company might provide the premiums that they do. That's just a fabulous tip. we got to take a short break, and when we come back, let's continue with some of these great tips that you're providing to help consumers save money on their insurance products, so please stay tuned.
1: If you want more information on this program from your real wealth professional, just click the more information button so they know to contact you.
2: Welcome back as we're having a great conversation today with Kim Lankford. She's the editor of Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine and an author of her book, The Insurance Maze, How You Can Save Money on Insurance and Still Get the Coverage You Need. Tell us about the book and where to get it, Kim.
1: Well, you can get the book at amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, many online sellers. It covers all the different kinds of insurance from auto, homeowners, health, life, long-term care, disability, and let you know not only about ways to save money, but also make sure that you've got all of your bases covered. So make sure that you have the right levels of coverage, that you're going to be able to protect all of your finances, because that's the key thing with insurance, is balancing those premiums. You want to make those premiums affordable, but you also don't want to sacrifice some of that key coverage that's going to protect your financial plan. So kind of how to get that balance in every kind of insurance.
2: Well, let's talk about also the fact that, of course, you're a contributing editor at Kiplinger's Personal Finance, and do you do an article every week for them, or how does that work?
1: I write a column called Ask Kim for our monthly magazine, and then twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, I have my Ask Kim column on Kiplinger.com, our website. And if anyone has any questions, you can always send them to me through there. It's askkim at Kiplinger.com, and I answer all kinds of questions. Some of it's insurance, some of it's taxes, college saving, retirement saving a little bit of everything, and I love to hear from our readers. So that's just a good way to get a good idea of everything that's on people's minds right now. So it helps us write some timely articles.
2: All right, we're going to move to number three on your five surprising factors that can raise your insurance premiums, your car's horsepower. Talk to me about engines.
1: One thing that it makes sense in a way you know if you're getting a big sports car with a big engine that's generally going to cost you more in insurance than the minivan with a small engine but what people don't realize is that if you're getting a car and you have a choice of you know a version with a greater horsepower that same car generally the insurance costs a bit more than it does of that same car with a lower horsepower. Now, this is just one of many, many factors that's going to go into your auto insurance rate. So your driving record, where you live, all of that still has a really, really big impact on your rate. But just all things being equal, if you get that larger horsepower, so you are going to tend to pay a bit more in your insurance rates. One great thing to do is just if you're about to buy a car and you've narrowed it down to maybe three or four cars, to take a look at Kiplinger.com, we have our car guide. And one of the factors, we have price of the cars, we have average maintenance costs for each type of car, and we also have the average insurance costs for each type of car. That gives you just a good idea about what to expect out of pocket for that car, and you can see some big variations just based on the car, the horsepower, that you may not realize that you really need to add into that overall cost of upkeep on that car in addition to just the price.
0: It's a great point. And again, it's just something that, boy, you're in the market for a vehicle. It's amazing. We work closely with the property casualty auto homeowners type insurance agent. She tells us all the time how many calls she gets, oh, I just bought this car, and then they figure out what it's going to cost people are so concerned about the gas mileage and I would think a mile or two a gallon the savings on that may not even be close to what you might save sometimes on those insurance premiums especially based on what part of the country you live in I know the higher horsepower if you're living in the city can have a tremendous impact so it's kind of the consumer be aware and do a little homework before you actually sign on the dotted line.
1: that's a great point about kind of putting all those different costs of owning the car into perspective. Like you said, the gas mileage people are really, really focusing on right now. But also think about the maintenance costs, the insurance costs, all those things added together.
0: Well, let's talk about something on the same lines, and that is your driving record. Obviously, with those higher horsepower cars, the chance of speeding tickets might be a little bit higher. What impact does your driving record have?
1: Your driving record has a huge impact on your auto insurance rates, and that makes sense because that's one of the biggest things that affects claims from the insurance company. But what people don't realize is that your driving record can also have an impact on your life insurance and your health insurance rates. And it kind of makes sense, too, when you think about it, because if you have a lot of accidents, that can lead to a lot of you know visits to the doctor or the hospital. Sometimes there can even be an accident where people die. And so the insurance companies of those types of insurance are also keeping an eye out on your driving record because that can increase your risk to those kinds as well. The key thing is for life insurance, it really varies a lot from company to company. But generally, if you have more than two moving violations in the last three years, that will oftentimes knock you out of the category for the very, very best life insurance rate. So the life insurance companies are looking at your health, your family's health history, your height and weight, all kinds of factors. And one of the factors in addition to all that that they're looking at is your moving violations. And some of them let you have one moving violation in three years, some let you have two, some like you have three, but two is about what many of them look at. So just keep that in mind that could knock you out of the very, very best rate class for life insurance. You still could get decent rates, but you may not get the very best rates. And then for health insurance as well, and this is where especially DUIs, because that can be you know a huge risk. And the health insurance companies, some of them will reject you if you've had a DUI within the past three or five years. And this, again, varies a lot from company to company. Some will reject you. Some will accept you. Some have different ranges. But just don't be surprised that that is another factor that can influence your
2: rates. Well, that's a huge point at where lifestyle choices you can pay for for years to come. And I can think of a young couple recently that we assisted in getting some term insurance. And of course, they should have at their age qualified for what I call Superman rates or superperson rates. And the wife did. But within the last three years, the young husband had a DUI. And a lot of times that doesn't come up at application time when you're filling it out because they're embarrassed about it. And of course, because insurance companies research records and look at driving records that came up and he kind of had his tail between his legs and realized now i've got to pay more for it now we were able to task in his record to follow up with him i think it was two years we had to wait and go back and reapply after that five-year period like you talked about so with some proactive planning he needed the insurance he had to pay the extra premium so he was still paying for that incident that happened years ago But we were able to task in a calendar system just to follow up with him and reapply. And in fact, just the other day, delivered that now at preferred rates. What a learning experience it was for that mid-20s young man who realized, okay, I got to start straightening out because this can cost me thousands and thousands of dollars over my lifetime, above and beyond just a ticket. So that's a great point. We appreciate that. Let's talk about that number five, Interestingly here, we're talking about the impact of your colleagues. Now, how will that impact my insurance?
1: Well, and this is something that's going to change when the new health care laws go into effect next year, but until that point, especially if you work for a small company, the rates that your company is paying for health insurance are based on the claims that the company has had, and a lot of that is based on the demographics of the people who work there. So if you're working for, and this is much more small company than large company, large company, the rates even out a whole lot more because there's so many more people, but if you're with a small company, and it tends to be a lot of young people who have very little Health issues, everything else being equal, their price as a group tends to be lower than if you're working for a small company that has a lot of older people who have a lot of claims because the insurance company is having to pay out a whole lot more for that group. And in fact, one of my former colleagues had gone to a new job and he was very, very surprised to discover that his health insurance rates were a lot more than they had been. What I recommended to him is to take a look. If you're young and healthy and you are having to pay a whole lot more for your health insurance through your job, take a look at the cost of coverage on your own. And you can go to healthcare.gov to get a list of the companies and information about the policies available in your area. You go to ehealthinsurance.com, also provides price quotes for many health insurance companies. And just get an idea about what the price would be buying your own health insurance. Because until 2014, your rates, if you buy a policy on your own, are based on your own individual health and age. And if you're working for a company that tends to have very expensive health insurance, and especially if your company is not providing a big subsidy to help you pay those premiums, then you might end up actually getting a better deal on your own. And people don't realize that. A lot of times, they just assume group coverage is always the best deal. In many cases, it is, but this is one case where you may find a better deal on your own.
2: Kim, this is an area sometimes you just don't wanna go it alone like we talked about with the auto insurance stuff. You certainly wanna work with a qualified professional agent who can guide you in the health insurance and life insurance area. Again, you can do a lot of due diligence like you suggested in advance, but at some point getting an expert's advice, sitting down with someone you trust and have confidence in in the insurance business will guide you to the right place. If they're an independent agent or a captive agent, they can guide you with the appropriate products that fit your needs. So this has been a great discussion. I look forward to you providing us five more tips in the future if we can visit again in the future.
1: That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Excellent. Thank you and good luck out there and we'll keep an eye out for you on Kiplinger's finance. Great. Thank you. Thanks for
0: joining us this week and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the forward to a friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800. Or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.